views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the show. It's great to have all of you tuning us in and turning us on. Good morning, Mr. Benny. Good day to you. Hi, Pat. How are you? I'm, you know, I'm doing pretty good. good. I'm kind of batting a thousand. I like batting a thousand. Who wouldn't? Yeah. I think the Mariners are like 500, but uh, that's they okay. They are, I mean, playoff talk already. Ooh, looking forward to it, right? I know. you It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's been a long... 40 plus years in the making. Well, not for playoffs, goodness. but for at least a World Series because we haven't had... We're one of like two, I think, teams that haven't done it. We're going to do it. This is our year. I know. I think we are. Well, who's the other team? I don't remember now. Uh, I think it's the Nationals. Washington Nationals, I believe. Yeah, something my head. like that. Sounds something familiar yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I that's care, okay. I only they're, care about our just, team. <laughs> They're just trying to catch up to the Seahawks. Well, right? you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's sort of this idea of how we get engaged. For those of you that are wondering why do, why Benny and I talk about this, because we live in the Western Washington, Seattle area. And for those of you that are not familiar with this area and, you know, you come here in the middle of the summer and you're having a summer like we had now, which was like the summer that I came and visited in 1992, where it didn't rain the entire summer I was here. And you come in the summer and you think everybody is just making up stories about the weather. Well, let me just tell you, the weather thing is true. It does rain here. And, you know, but we have the most beautiful summers on the planet. Um, You know, what I love about doing what I do is, you know, today we're going to be talking with Dr. Daniel Four about ancestral medicine. And I'm really attracted to this topic because many of you, I know you never thought the word ancestor or ancestry would become popular. It is one of the most popular what do we want to say, searches right now around. And I guess we have Ancestry.com to thank for that. Or maybe we have people like Dr. Daniel Floor coming to the table to remind us that this is how we get connected with our lineage. Love that word. Just love the lineage word that's embedded in who we are so that we can take a look at our lives, the rituals, and the healing that is possible. Today, Ancestral Medicine Rituals for Personal and Family Healing is the book that 
uh, Daniel has written, but more importantly, what is it that is now intriguing all of us about this ancestral connection that people are longing, longing to find out, longing to see what's going on, longing how to connect, even people that haven't been connected with family forever. Yeah, I know a little bit about that. Well, joining me today, Dr. Daniel Four is a licensed psychotherapist and also, you know, somebody that has been out in the forefront uh, talking about, introducing, teaching ancestral and family healing. Today, you're going to find out not only why it's important, but you're going to find out why it is so on our consciousness. Um, Dr. Floor, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Thanks so much, Pat. It's good to be here. You know, there is an obsession that happens with ancestry right now. It really is an obsession. I don't want to call it an addiction because I'm not quite there yet, but there's a little bit of an obsession. And I really want to thank um, social media and the internet for this because, you know, somebody like me who grew up thinking that my family was kind of one-sided, meaning Mm -hmm. that my family came from Italy, that was that. All of a sudden, you get on the internet and there's an entire contingency in South America. Then you start following the pathway of things you intuitively know. And you discover, in my case, my grandfather was born in Brazil. How do we not even know that? But I think I'm preaching to the choir. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Yeah. Um, one, One of the reasons, I think, or one of the drivers with the excitement around the topic of ancestry uh, is the terrible history in the Western Hemisphere of genocide toward Native peoples, toward African ancestored peoples, and also the dislocation from a lot of European and other ancestored peoples with uh, voluntary migrations to the Americas. And in that, in that history of colonialism and cultural disruption, there's an amnesia that comes about or a, you know, forgetting about our roots and our history. Even someone like myself of German, English, Irish, early settler ancestry, I wasn't raised with an appreciation for the importance of my blood ancestors. And yet my much older ancestors before Roman Empire and Christianity spread throughout Europe almost certainly gave reverence during their life to the connection we have with the dead. And so like a lot of traditionalists, the way I see it, if you know how a, a fungus is shaped, like there's mycelium under the ground, mm-hmm. and then the actual mushroom is the fruiting body of that mycelium. And so in a way, it's as if the mushrooms are getting curious about the mycelium. And so the, the us human folk are getting curious about this bigger web of consciousness or influence that we're structurally inherently embedded in with ancestry. Yeah. You know, there's a question that I have for you personally, because I've been doing this now for 14 years, about 9,000 interviews. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, underneath a person's passion, I believe, and I only can discover that from the folks I've talked to, there is some level of ancestral wounding. Some level, something, something in there that just made them say, oh, I'm going to write this book or I'm going to do this passionately. I want to, I wanted to ask you, um, what are some of the challenges? What are some of the obstacles that you've had to overcome in to get to this very moment in writing this book? 
How is uh, how has this created a healing process just to be you? Sure, I saw my family in my early twenties as one of the least spiritual things I could think of, mm. and so and I think that's true for a lot of people who don't inherit healthy culture, I guess, from their family. Not that my family was particularly troubled or anything. And and so seeing that there are actually ancient blessings that come to me through my blood and bones, through my particular lineages, uh, even from Europe, despite all the disruption, has been a corrective for me. And it's helped me to know how to approach cultures that are not of my blood ancestry with more humility and an ethic of reciprocity, sensibility in that way. And for me, the ways that I've struggled, which are moderate compared to, to many people who have a, mm-hmm. um, you know, a background of relative privilege, um, to frame those struggles as, in, as cultural, as intergenerational, as ancestral, rather than only individual, has helped to lift a layer of shame or confusion. Mm-hmm. And I, so I think a lot of people struggle and then they add an extra layer on top of that struggle that has a quality of shame around it. Uh, because they view their challenges as isolated rather than embedded in this uh, more intergenerational way of seeing it. So, You know, I, I wanted to talk about this notion of ancestors for a minute. Y- you know, for, for a long time, we refer to a family. We say family, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, going on this journey, had it not been for how connected we all are right now, it... it I probably would have lived my life not knowing that my grandfather was actually born in Brazil and my grand, you know, on my mother's side. And then on my father's side, my grandfather's brother went to South America. And, uh, and there is this gnawing curiosity we have. What is it we're in search of? of what are we in search of yeah sure one of the things i think is our very specific unique gifts and blessings or medicine or qualities that we bring to the universe because we each have Mm -hmm. a unique a unique destiny and so we want to be in our uniqueness but also in community and in relationship and so when a lot of folks think of ancestors they think of just the recent dead and of just individuals a lot of traditionalists generalizing here around the world tend to think of ancestors as including the older dead whose names are no longer remembered and including lineages or currents of specific kinds of energy that are essentially bloodlines. And so to come to know our unique ancestors helps us to feel included in a group consciousness, but also situates us in our unique individuality. And people long for both of those things. We want to be seen for who we are, but not singled out or excluded because of that. And so that's that's one longing, I think. I think people, I think there's a lot of longing for cultural healing as well. Because the last, especially 500 years, have been tough for so many people. And so a, a lot of people on a heart level really want to see that be better. And so the... There are wisdoms, there are ways of living with the earth and with one another that are valuable, that have been lost to modern culture that were well embodied by our ancestors. So there's a longing to reclaim a bit of that as well. What happens, and this is a question for when we come back from break, what happens if you suffer from a complete disconnect from your lineage? And what if that disconnect was of man-made making. 
how do we even begin to look at the dead to heal? What is it about that feeling, that level of emptiness, that what I call that ancestral pit in the bottom of your stomach that just won't quit? We'll be right back with that and a whole lot more. We've got copies of the book to give away. And we're going to also talk about how do we honor these ancestors? Can we be guided? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. can be a part of one of the most powerful programs to help create a more joyful, loving, abundant, and peaceful world. Every day at 12 noon in any time zone, join millions of other people around the world to spend a few minutes in joy, love, and gratitude. Brought to you by Robert Schoenfeld, host of the Art of Powerful Living Radio. Together, we can raise the vibration of the planet. For more information, visit globalmomentofjoy.com. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Wow. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Uh, Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm telling you, I got to pinch myself some days because when each of us gets called to do something that we so not thought was in our wheelhouse to do for a purpose that's so much greater than us, we get to show up and shine. If you would like to show up and shine on the Dr. Pat Show as a co-host or sponsor, send us an email to inspire at thedrpatshow.com. Tune in to Mainstream Metaphysics Radio to harness your connection with the universe to effect change for optimal success and happiness. Name one of the country's top psychics. Eve now brings her insights and gifts to this weekly hit call-in show, joined by visionaries, leaders, and gifted others, but mostly you. Jot it down. Thursdays, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are you looking for the perfect setting for your next workshop or retreat? At Spirit Fire Meditative Retreat Center, cultivating consciousness is what we do best. Our guests count on us to create an atmosphere that supports serenity and well-being. We lead from the heart and create space for the mind. Freshly prepared meals designed with local and organic ingredients, 95 acres of beautiful woods and pastures, and a facility built with green in mind. This is what you'll find at Spirit Fire. For more information, visit spiritfireretreatcenter.com. Are you stuck in unhealthy habits, toxic relationships, and low self-esteem? Do you crave a life of inspiration, love, self-acceptance, and fun? Sounds like you're on the verge. On the verge to your next big thing. Join Laura Richer, host of On The Verge Radio, helping you use your breakdown for a breakthrough, overcome life's greatest challenges, and live the life you want and deserve. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio or visit seattlehealinghypnosis.com for more information.
everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show on Transformation Talk Radio, transformationradio.fm. And yeah, for those of you that have been coming to the website and every day you come, something has changed. We are in a beta mode. What that means is that we have complete new designs, new technology for the way we look, and we're going through some testing. And so some things are working, some things are not. Please be patient with us because we promise you uh, to have a website interface and a um, digital interface based on everything you've asked us for. So just be a little bit patient. Um, Today, Ancestral Medicine Rituals for Personal and Family Healing. Dr. Daniel Four, this book is so important. Let me just tell you why, everyone. Because if you are anything like me, then what you have discovered along the way to being me, somewhere down the road, you got hooked on something like, who are my people? Let's just start that. Who are my people? And maybe 20, 30 years ago, who are my people meant that you sat down with grandma And you got the camera maybe or something. You sat down with grandma and grandpa and they told you their life story. And then somehow you recorded it. And pretty much unless you hired somebody to figure it out, it may have filled in the gaps, but it might not have. So here we are today. Fast forward to Dr. Daniel here and what he's done and the book that he's written. Everything that you could possibly want to know about what I call your personal ancestral journey, how to look at it, how to heal it. What are some of the rituals you can do? What do we mean by ancestry? And then how can we, how can we connect with those that have passed? You name it, it is in this book. He even has completing the lineage repair cycle. Yeah, that too. Dr. Daniel Ford joining me here today. The bottom line with all of this, the book is available. We're actually going to give away three copies. But before we do, um, Daniel, what is the best way for people to find out more about you? And is the book available pretty much anywhere at this point? It is. And the best way to get more information would be to go to my website. It's ancestralmedicine.org, T-R-A-L, ancestralmedicine, one word, dot org. Or send me a message, daniel at ancestralmedicine.org, and happy to help folks to make connection with practitioners of this work to get the support that they might want to heal things up with their family and their lineages. Yeah, and I want to just do this right now. Um, I want to give a copy of the book away because, you know, um, Daniel and I are going to get talking here. And once we get cracking at answering that question I presented before the break, yeah, it's just going to fly. So let's give a copy of the book away, Mr. Benny, 1-800-930-2819, 1-800-930-2819. So ancestors, lineage, these are words that maybe some people, Daniel, know. And before the break, you know, I was touching upon what I think are really kind of important uh, aspects of this in that we know in the it just in the core of who we are there is this longing I don't know how to describe it that's why I'm going to ask you to do it this almost like this emptiness almost like sometimes this pain from past wounding right yep. and I was just sharing with you during the break that 
how do you be somebody of my age and not know that your mother's father was born in Brazil until a month ago? Yeah. Right? One of the things that's critically important to understand about actually relating with the dead or with the ancestors is that not all of them are equally well in spirit. Their condition mirrors that of the living. Just dying doesn't make you wise and kind. Mm. So if someone was quite harmful during life, they die. They're not incarnate anymore, but they don't automatically become rooted in love and wisdom. And so it's important to use discernment. Some folks make a boundary with family because they sense that family, including the recent dead, are a source of real trouble and heaviness. And sometimes it's exactly like that. And what's important to know is that along any lineage, even if your ancestors were terribly abusive or difficult people in recent times, there are older ancestors who are safe, are available and willing to assist with the healing. And and so it's important to not allow our picture of our older ancestors to be defined by the recent generations. Mm. And, and folks who have very little knowledge of family history who will never meet their parents through adoption or dislocation or things like that, to know that you have just as much access to the ancestors as someone with a lot of genealogical information. Mm. Sometimes give the metaphor of standing at a beach and someone with a lot of genealogy might see 30 miles out to shore. Someone else may just hear the waves through the fog, but neither person understands the fullness of the ocean. And the older dead, the ones who are before remembered name, are the vast majority of the ancestors. You know, I, I want to talk with you about this notion of uh, ancestral guides. Mm-hmm. I think it is, you know, I, I'm always surprised when I pick up a book and I, and, I, and I look at, oh, wait a minute. You know, Dr. Daniel Four is a licensed psychotherapist, a doctor of psychology. And then I read, he has led ancestral and family healing intensives throughout the United States since 2005. And then I read the rest initiated in West Africa, trained teachers, Buddhism, and I'm always shocked. I'm always shocked because what it says to me is, you know, having studied psychology myself, you know, graduating and saying, gee, I would really like to incorporate some level of spirituality in psychology, the doors weren't open for that, and Mm -hmm. they are now. And so now we get to have conversations like today, But this idea of an ancestral guide, and I want to ask you this, you know, sometimes we can, we have a sense, let me just call it that, we have a sense that there is a guide, that there is a message, that something's trying to get to us. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I I mean, Daniel? Something's trying to get to us. I mean, so much so that we start to look over our shoulders, right? But we don't know what it is. What you've done in this book beautifully is you've created the breadcrumbs for us to follow. How significant is it to understand the guides and how these guides can help us to live the life we want to live today? Yeah, again, we all have unique destiny. It's one of the underdeveloped aspects of modern American culture is our unique gifts aren't always celebrated or seen accurately. And so one of the ways that the those among the dead who are very well in spirit and very willing to assist us, one of the ways they can help us is to help us remember what we're here to do and to live that. Another is to bring protection, prosperity, all kinds of blessings into our life. 
the the living and the dead, we have a tremendous impact on one another. And when the dead are not yet at peace, that impact can be harmful. And when they are at peace, it can be helpful. It's better, if possible, to bring it conscious, um, because then we can heal up what still needs healing. And that can be done in a way that's safe, that's enjoyable. And as a Western-trained, like privileged American, white guy, doctor of psychology, licensed marriage and family therapist, I, I see a lot of what people bring to therapy, which I love and respect, as intergenerational, as ancestral, as cultural wounding in a lot of ways. And and so the more we can frame what we struggle with in a way that implies relationship and connectedness rather than isolation, the better. Because the, the things we're trying to heal culturally around racism, sexism, colonialism, mm-hmm. those are those are ancestral inheritances. And so it's natural to include the ancestors in the repair as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let's talk about how that might happen. Um, there are some people that will wake up sometimes and look at the bottom of their bed and they will see a figure and not know who it is, you know, they not know what it is, who it is. But, you know, the question that I think I want to ask you is this. Um, we talk about ancestry as if it only applies to the living. What I mean by that is we have this real linear model And of course, there are online places you can go to find out more information. But the part of that that sometimes doesn't get connected is now that I found this, now what? Like the example I gave you, it's like, wow, my grandfather was born in Brazil. And so now it brings up emotions, right? You see what I'm saying? For so sure. now we got emotions. Isn't this what your book is about? Is, is the more information we get, there's more things that are coming up to be healed. There's a, it's possible for Westerners mm-hmm. like ourselves who weren't raised with it to reclaim a framework for ancestor reverence and ritual that's mm-hmm. very down to earth, very accessible. It's not about adopting a new weird identity. And that starts with saying, I am open to conscious relationship with my wise and loving ancestors. The ones who are not yet well, respectfully, may you be somewhere other than right up in my space. Mm-hmm. But the ones who are well and are willing to engage for the well-being of me and my children or family, parents, I welcome connection with you, grandmothers, grandfathers. I'm open to knowing you directly and to speak to them. It's a great, simple practice. Just begin to speak to the well ones and eventually to listen make a space for them to speak back and that kind of relationship that kind of everyday living with them is a very commonplace in many many parts of the world and it's something that can be pretty easily reawakened re-enlivened among people of whatever ancestry and cultural background you know how is ancestry, and let me just call it that for the moment, how is our relationship with our lineage, how does it either contribute to our well-being, Daniel, or contribute to our non-well-being? What are some of the, the, what are some of the, the points of interest that may show up in our lives that we may be conscious about or unconscious about? Yeah, one of the positive impacts is when people feel a sense of healthy pride 
and backing and resourcing, not just intellectually, but it's a felt body level knowing from their own ancestors and culture of origin. They're harder to manipulate. They're less susceptible to, mm, I don't know, less like lower mm-hmm. vibration or less helpful kinds of cultural influences. So there tends to be a real uh, self-esteem and uh, at peace with oneself that comes from that quality of interconnectedness rather than isolation. And when the ancestors or are not yet well and or people don't feel connection with the ancestors, of course, they can, can feel disconnected because they are a bit. And the patterns of physical ailments, mental, emotional troubles, misfortune, accidents, family curses, in a sense, mm-hmm. uh, are can go unchecked and they can replicate in ways that are really distressing and at times fatal. And so um, bringing the relationships we have with the dead conscious is a kind of protection for us. Because again, they they run the full spectrum from quite troubled to quite at peace. Traditional cultures who give a lot of care and attention to this work with the dead proactively as a preventative to prevent uh, problems from building up, to ensure that the ones who are being reborn are relatively healthy, vital spirits, and to, to just keep the, the whole dynamic conscious rather than having it fall unconscious and, and play out in unpredictable ways. Wow. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, I want to talk with Daniel about what is the importance of visiting the sacred ground? What is mm-hmm. the importance of visiting sacred ground? Is that something that draws us in? And why is it some of us sometimes are drawn to places around the world that we have no idea why we want to go there? Why we want to go there? Why is it that this girl from the Bronx for most of her life was drawn to places like the Amazon? Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. And we got another copy of the book to give away. Yep. Dr. Daniel Four is in the house. Lots more to come. What are your questions about your ancestral lineage? 1-800-930-2819. If you don't want to come on air, give it to Benny. Also, the other thing you could do is type in your question at transformationtalkradio.com. We'll be right back. Did you know what you learned in school was wrong and there is actually a fourth phase of water beyond liquid, vapor, and ice? I know, I know. I too was shocked when I learned this. What makes this new discovery so exciting? In scientific terms, this cutting-edge research explains the energetic potency of water. In practical terms, this missing link of water is now breaking open the floodgates for us to have a more complete understanding of our health our weather, and the physics of our world. Join researcher, award-winning presenter, and author, Professor Gerald Pollack of the University of Washington as he shares new scientific insights about how this fourth phase of water, the sun's energy, and geomagnetism affect our planet and how this affects you. 
at East West Bookshop in Seattle on Saturday, August 5th at 7 p.m. For more information or to register, go to eastwestbookshop.com or call 206-523-3726. Discover the healing medicine from the giant monkey tree frog, Cambo. Cambo practitioner Ginny Rutherford and professional psychic Todd Rolson have come together for lively discussions of alternative healing medicines from the Amazon. Ginny and Todd bring you Cambo Talk Radio. Tune in each Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific to hear from guests all over the world with real life stories and the medicinal benefits of Cambo. For more information, visit CamboKiss.com. Known for his keen sense of humor, contagious smile, and extensive esoteric wisdom, EJ translates deep spiritual wisdom into practical advice to empower you to live your happiest, most fulfilled experience. Mystic Living Radio, Deep Spiritual Wisdom, Practical Advice with EJ, Eliyahu Jihan. This hit show delivers profound experiences for all who want to live life to their deepest desires. Tune in monthly for Mystic Living Radio. Learn more by visiting vitaltransformation.org. Isn't it time to put your health first? To give yourself the gift of whole body wellness. What if embracing unconditional love and self-care was the first step to wellness? Could you honor that for yourself? My name is Audrey Michelle, host of Rewired Life Radio and the author of Rewired Life, A Journey to Untangle Chronic Pain and Endometriosis. In my book, I share how I healed from 17 years of chronic pain and disease. Get your signed copy at AudreyMichelle.com slash book, spelled M-I-C-H-E-L dot com slash book. After I died and the makeup and dried, I went back to my place. No moon that night, but a heavenly light shone on my face. Still, I thought it was odd. There was no sign of God. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. As I said before, really love talking with Dr. Daniel Four. And for those of you out there, yes, I did mispronounce his name. I did give him a whole new name. Thank you for pinging me and pointing that out. But I did correct it. That's why you guys love this show, right? Um, Ancestral Medicine, Rituals for Personal and Family Healing. Um, Daniel, before we jump ahead and give another copy of the book away, again, please tell folks how they can find out more about you, how they can get their own copies. Sure. Uh, all the information's on my website. It's ancestralmedicine.org. You can message me at daniel at ancestralmedicine.org. And I'm on social media. I have an ancestral medicine page on Facebook. So reach out however's good. I love it. Um, listen, 1-800-930-2819. Love to get another copy of the book. So I'm reading the book. And I, I got it. Tell me what happened to me. Okay, so I'm on the couch now, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. I'm reading the book. And I, I told you, I read everybody's book. I don't know how. I mean, I bar- bar- barely graduated high school, so I don't even know. But I'm reading your book. And I'm reading with some of the sections that you talk about, about the dead, and then integrating work and family. And I'm reading this, and all of a sudden, I've got this longing to go to places like where my grandfather in Brazil was was born. Mm-hmm. Now, I've never been there. I don't know what my uh, attraction to the Amazon, to Peru, to any of those places, I really didn't know until a month ago, I did the online thing. 
And all of a sudden, I saw all these birth records for my family and all these bacillies down in South America. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're like my family. How is it that the places, I mean, the physical places that our ancestors may have been, could have been, were, why is it that standing on those grounds can sometimes be a really big pull for people and they don't even know it? For sure. Well, the earth, the earth is alive and dynamic and remembers uh, the stones especially remember and the bones are a point of ritual contact with the souls or spirits of the dead and so to be close to the bones and the stones that record in a sense the history of human activity is a place of heightened contact with the ancestors and in saying that at the same time it's important to know that not everyone has the means. I, I still haven't been to Ireland, despite being about a quarter Irish. And I, w I want to go, but my Irish ancestors are here in the interview. And so it's important to know that the longing often is a longing for just communion and contact with them. And to know that there are also generations of much older grandfathers before your mother's father. And that it's possible to tune in directly to them without the fossil fuel required to get to Brazil. Mm -hmm. So it's a longing for reconnection, and it's partly us picking up on their longing. Imagine if your family hasn't been in touch for 1,500 years, and you've just been watching them, and then they get close to the telephone, and you're kind of like, pick it up, pick up the phone. <laughs> and and so, some people are like, when genealogy research is like that, the ancestors get excited about it, and they're like, we're here, you're thinking about us, you're talking about us, turn around, we're right here. Mm -hmm. We would love to just bless you and say hello directly. Mm. Yeah. And you know, that really is a... Let me just use the word solution because I, I think it's important to talk about healing, family healing, personal and family healing, because this book that you've written really touches upon the many, many points of woundedness that we could have about family that aren't even here anymore. They're like not even here anymore. And yet, how can we tell Daniel, this one, this is the question. How can we tell where our wounding is coming from? Mm -hmm. And my question, I guess, is, is all wounding ancestral? How do we tell? It's a great question. And my answer is usually to flip the story by framing it as all ancestral and cultural and systemic rather than individual. Yeah. And work, work back from that. The, the very little is personal to just us. Our combination of energies and soul qualities is unique, but we don't actually own any of it, even the body. And so you have to be self-responsible and self-aware and all that. But um, the troubles we inherit, they're systemic troubles. And they often stem from the disconnection from the wider field of relationships with the other than humans, with the land, with the ancestors, etc., and also from just the history of trouble and occupation of land and harm toward different peoples. And so until we face that more like culturally, systemically, those, those unaddressed um, debts, if you will, are going to show up on a body level, on a psychological level. 
And so we're, we're in this stew of undigested ancestral pain. And, it, and, and the results in healing can be accelerated by calling in the well ancestors. People sometimes see only the trouble. And the older well ancestors are like, we would love to help. And we're so polite. We're not going to just do it unless you ask. So there's an etiquette that the elders have that they like to be invited. Mm. What have you found to be one of the the ways to invite them? Because I think this is where folks say, yes, I would love to invite them, but I don't even know where to begin. How do I do this, Daniel? What can I do? What does it seem like? And then, by the way, what happens when they actually do show up? Wow, yeah, so many things. It's a start of a yeah. relationship. But uh, the big to-do is to say, okay, a framework has been lost. It may take a little bit of energy to reclaim this framework. I may need to read a book or two. I may need to have a session with some person who does this kind of stuff. There might be a little bit of learning involved. You wouldn't expect yourself to know how to play the trumpet without lessons. And so it's a, the same with learning a new skill here. However, it's an inherent capacity we have. And again, just speaking to them, setting intent, saying, I welcome direct connection with my wise and loving older blood ancestors. I welcome you all to guide me on next steps with that. I'm going to have my antennae up. I'm listening. I'm listening in the dream time. Let it be safe and good for my family. And I welcome it. I'm putting one foot in. Please meet that intention. And they'll meet it. You know, you've worked with many people. Um, it's really clear in the book that you've seen, you've worked with, you've talked with, you've done your own healing. And I want to uh, talk to you when we come back from break about, is this a one-size-fits-all? Or how do we create our own personal ancestral medicine let's mm -hmm. take a short break everyone another copy of the book we'd love to give away and then by the way like reincarnation am i back here to do what yeah i love this stay tuned everybody we'll be right back Introducing the Lucid Planet, a digital gathering place featuring cutting-edge, high-vibrational content that will empower and inspire you to become the greatest version of yourself. Visit the Lucid Planet today to stimulate your mind, body, and soul as you connect with a global community of like-minded people. The Lucid Planet is edited by renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly Neff, who is here to help you cope with anxiety, connect to your higher purpose, uncover your true passions, and live your dreams. Dr. Kelly's fresh, compassionate perspective emphasizes growth, transformation, healing, and thriving, even in the face of adversity. Say goodbye to bad news and low vibrational media for good and become part of the larger collective of people working together to navigate the global shift of consciousness and transform the world from within. Join the planet, the Lucid Planet. Visit thelucidplanet.com. Welcome home. To see your life from an angel's perspective, book a personal consultation with Claire Candy Hoff, angelic walk-in angel Ariel at Angel Healing House. K 
Candy provides intuitive counseling, Reiki, and angel readings in person in Los Angeles or nationally and internationally via phone or Skype. She will channel the practical tools you need to transform your life. Call now, 831-277-3716 or visit angelhealinghouse.com. Tune in to the hit show, Mouthing Off with Chef Rossi. Chef Rossi mouths off about different subjects in pursuit of breaking down walls and opening up your minds. She and Dr. Pat banter back and forth, taking from the headlines of the day on subjects that reach beyond what goes on in the world into your hearts. And go to theragingskillet.com to find out more and let Chef Rossi know what's on your mind. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic diseases, it's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong for the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease we are not going to let you down we're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio the message will continue the conversations will become stronger and the healing epic miss any shows during the week We've got you covered. With the free Transformation Talk radio app, you'll have access to all of the past week's shows in the palm of your hand. Tune in to Transformation Talk radio anywhere you go with our free app for any of your devices. Check out our app in the App Store and Google Play Store today. everybody welcome back welcome back um ancestral medicine rituals for personal and family healing my very special guest today the author of the book dr daniel forrest joining me here today also copies of the book we've been given away um 1-800-930-2819 and you'll get to talk to benny um daniel again one more time how can people find out more about you sure it's ancestralmedicine.org or send me a message, Daniel at ancestralmedicine.org. Um, lots of things we could talk about. Um, one of the things that I was really struck by as I was reading this is looking at past lives, looking at whether they are supportive to our ancestral contact or contracts or dialogue or not. You know, this idea of reincarnation seems to be now something else that the world is really starting to warm up with. This idea of being able to have almost like a consciousness immortality, right? And the question that I would ask is, how does ancestral patterns, 
and or medicine tie into uh, the ideas of reincarnation and, and life existence beyond the body. Sure. What's important to factor in is that many, many traditional cultures recognize that what we think of as an individual soul is actually a convergence of different soul aspects or souls, if you will. And so some may return, some may not. And also the ones that return, that doesn't rule out relating with the one who's still an ancestor. Like, I've been multiple times to Nigeria as an initiate in Ifa tradition, and my teacher's father passed in 2013. And months later, when I was back, he, my teacher, had a son. And his son was divine to be the reincarnation of his father who had recently passed. Now, this doesn't mean that his son is going to get to boss him around. And it doesn't mean that he doesn't still give reverence to his father as an ancestor. So I tend to think of reincarnation as like taking a dipper from that lineage, which doesn't deplete it, but it gets poured into a new life or a new form. And so it's less individual and more lineage in that sense. But certainly there can be past life memory or experience from other places and times. It's just not my ritual habit to focus on it so much and to instead favor an attitude of relationship. So if an ancestor comes to you, imagine an, an elder visits you mm-hmm. in, 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 the flesh, in, the, in the flesh. You don't want to say, hey, you're a past life of mine. You want to say, hello, good to see you. Oh. And so it can collapse the relational energy to identify intuitive contact as just an aspect of self. You know, there are things that I think I've learned over time, and I want to ask this question. And I've shared this with my listeners to some extent. One of the things I shared is in 2004, I came down with a mystery illness, let's just call it, meaning that doctors didn't know what it was. And yet that journey took me on a journey of a spiritual nature that I could never have planned in this lifetime without this disease. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's just no way. There's no way I'd be talking to you. I mean, I had just started the radio, wasn't sure if I'd continue it, and I was so sick I couldn't do anything else. But I went on a pathway and met a lot of the, how should I say it, a lot of the lineage you're referring to by this journey. Here's the question. How do we take the journey if we don't know that the journey is inviting us to take it? In some domains of spiritual activity, like approaching a certain deity or even a spirit of place, it's good to have an in. It's good to have an invitation to be called. In the case of working with our own blood ancestors, I actually don't think we need it. I think it's okay to approach them almost in an entitled way, if you will. It's like, hey, what's going on? Like, I get that there's cultural damage, but are you showing up? I'm showing up now. You need to show up. I mean, you don't always want to approach it with that tone, but it's okay to come with the spirit of insistence and demand with our blood ancestors. I wouldn't do it in all cases, but uh, sometimes we have a, a cracking open through a life upheaval or illness or accidents. And sometimes that's actually catalyzed by them in order to get our attention. Imagine they need to somehow look out for us and correct our trajectory, and we're not listening. And so they're like, well, 
do we want to flip the car? They might die, but then we get to have a real like come to Jesus conversation with them when they're temporarily dead. But what if we overdo it? And so there's a, uh, it's a, it's a dangerous move on their part to make us sick in order to get our attention. And one of the ways to prevent them from turning up the volume so intensely is to just allow for contact in a less dramatic way. Listen to your dreams. Notice, mm-hmm. like create pathways of relationship with them so they don't have to shout. Oh, yeah. You know, sometimes it is in the quiet that we hear the loudest messages, you know, mm. if not always. And, um, you know, these times of quiet, sometimes we do hear things. Sometimes we do see things. And we think it's of this world. But isn't it also true, Daniel, that it often could be not of this world, but from those of our lineage who have passed on? For sure. There's a lot of cultures talk about this world and the other world or this world and the spirit world or the seen and the unseen. But they're really uh, tightly woven together. And so the dead who are really well seated and um, have some... Uh, available energy, if you will, mm-hmm. can manifest events, can manifest in strong and dramatic ways in this dimension. And so there's a lot of communication between this world and the other world. And we are much more embedded in this field of relationships than we often realize. And holding that stance of, okay, I'm open, I'm receptive, what's happening, what's happening, uh, it's w- safer. Because we can sense trouble when it's coming. Uh, we can get the feedback without having the two-by-four approach. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you from a personal point of view, I'm just not feeling the two-by-four approach anymore. Oh, yeah. It just just old. saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you think? You just get it a few times and oh. it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Let, me, let me listen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, nowadays, here's what I like. I like the, I like the brush of a, of a feather. I like the way <laughs> the feather feels right now. Um, thank you, Daniel. Thank you so much. One last question. Um, what's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? And thank you for all that you're doing. It's a fabulous book. I would say that the depth of trouble and crisis that we're in is really acute and severe right now and likely to worsen. And at the same time, the amount of support that's available to us is really tremendous. There are many, many beings, human and otherwise, rooting for the humans to work it out because we have such impact on others. And so as much as your listeners can increase the receptivity to support from those helpful elders, ancestors, and otherwise, will get better results with our life. So the trouble's deep, and also the support is tremendous. I love it. Everybody, Dr. Daniel Ford, the book is Ancestral Medicine, Rituals for Personal and Family Healing. And, you know, keeping the flow of this going right now, Facebook Live and radio performance, introducing all of you to Synergenetic Living coming up right next. Stay tuned.
preceding audio was via a Skype call.